Glory, hallelujah. I want to thank God this day. Uh, this is Pastor Daniel Yeboah, uh, Lightweight Church of God in Christ, arena of release and breakthrough. Uh, we are coming to you this hour from the city of Redland, Southern California, United States of America. And also those watching us from Ghana, we have locations in the country of Ghana, West Africa, that God has used Lightweight Church to birth. And if you are looking forward to where these locations are to fellowship with us, uh, you could go on our website, lightweightchat.com, and look up locations to this uh, place, this uh, uh, um, ch churches in Ghana, and God will meet you at the point of your name. We also want to take this time to say a happy birthday to my son. Uh, Prophet and Pastor Mark Andrews Yaboa in Ghana. He is the pastor of the Lightweight Church of God in Christ in the city of Kumasi, is the capital city of Ashanti region. Happy birthday. May God continue to keep his hands over you, protect you, bless your going out, your coming in. Make a way where there's no way. Release an incredible grace of anointing over your life in the name of Jesus. We bless the name of the Lord. I have a word for us this hour, but let's go into prayer. Invite the presence, the anointing, and the power of God to take over this service. Holy Spirit, we call on you to take over this service. We commit this service into your hands. Lead and guide us into all truth. Let the word coming out come forth with signs, wonders, and miracles healings of diverse sicknesses, disease, and infirmity in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, deliverance from bondage and captivity. Holy Spirit, use this service today to save souls from darkness to, to light onto Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, use this service today, the word of God, to destroy and break the spirit of poverty that are held many in bondage and captivity. Let them be released by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every limitation, setback, disappointment, shortcoming, operating in, your, in, the, in God's people's life, be destroyed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, you direct souls to receive your word this hour through our service online today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. My word today is part two of what we started last Sunday and it's still under the title, The Lord Will Remember You. The Lord Will Remember You. So this is part two of that sermon. And Hannah asked God to remember her and he did. Why did Anna seek God to remember her? Because she was dealing with a problem there was no human answers to. She found herself in a place of radical humiliation and barrenness. Hallelujah. And what will the, the breakthrough that will, will fill her heart with joy? was to come from out of that barrenness. 
have a child. Hallelujah. And he, she made a vow. Anna made a vow. Hallelujah. Unto God. And God fulfilled the vow. So we're going to be dealing with the power of a vow unto God. So our subtitle is the power of a vow unto God. Let's look at the word of God. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 19 to 21. It said then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Anna conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel. What is the meaning of Samuel? Because I have asked for him from the Lord. He was coming directly from God. Now the man Akana and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. Even though the vow was made by the wife, Anna, it, was, it became the responsi spiritual responsibility of the entire house. And Akana was the head of the household. So that spiritual responsibility fell upon his shoulders. The, the vow became spiritually, legally bound to this family and it was expected to be redeemed because what god has done his part god has fulfilled his work righteous and the true god so let's look at first summer chapter 1 verse 9 to 18 if i could be helped with that i would be very grateful the same and first summer by just going to we just read 19 to 21. So I just need 9 to 18. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 to 18. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, so, so, so Anna arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your mission and remember me and not forget your mission, but will give your mission a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as it did what? It happened. It happened. It did what? It happened as she continued praying before the Lord. Now Eli, watch your mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moving, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, what does that mean? She prayed so hard. 
she probably lost her voice. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor one I've drunk neither wine no I have but Anna answered no my lord I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink but I poured out my soul before the Lord do not consider your maid servant a wicked woman for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken unto, unto now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Hallelujah. 18. And, and she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and, and her face was no longer sad. She broke her fast. Hallelujah. We are looking at the power of a vow unto God. And what does the, a vow mean? A vow is a solemn, like a, a, a solemn is a, a, like pious promise or assertion, a spiritual promise or assertion, specifically one by which a person is bound to an act, service or condition. So once you declare a vow to God, you are bound. But there are many vows because the devil also uses what is meant for God. So vows could also be set in different forms of shape. But we are dealing this hour with a vow to God. Let's look at examples. Uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 18 to 22. It said, Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put as his head, set it up as a pillow, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz, L-U-Z, previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone <coughs> which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house and of all that you give me I will surely give a thank to you the time this is not a, a <coughs> one clear 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 uh, uh, foundation of uh, instances where <coughs> a tithe was declared unto God this is one clear uh, occasion Hallelujah. So let's look at Genesis chapter 31, verse 13. When 
God visited him. Hallelujah. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. Because God has fulfilled the vow that he made. So now it was time to go back. He said, if you take me this journey and bless me, keep watch over me, and bring me back, hallelujah. God has fulfilled his part of the vow and is bringing him back. So he received a visitation from the Lord. Let's look at Job chapter 22, verse 27. Job chapter 22, verse 27. He said, you will make your prayer to him. He will hear you and you will pay your vows. So the vow is becoming spiritually bounding. You are bound to fulfill it once you speak it because God is ready to show himself faithful. Let's look at the difference between an oath and a vow. An oath refers to a promise made in God's presence to another human party. Whereas a vow refers to a promise made directly to God. In this sense, if we are going to compare vows since we are dealing with vows, the marriage vow is between two humans in the presence of God, making it a what? A covenant. So the marriage vow becomes a covenant whereby God has been invited to become a witness. The marriage vow becomes a covenant whereby God has been invited to be the witness of the covenant. But God moves to action to help us when we make a vow. And so we are required legally in the realms of the spirit to fulfill the vow without delay. The moment the vow is fulfilled, Without delay, you have to you have to pay, you have to honor the vow. Why? Because there is a time aspect connected to the day we experience the breakthrough from God. Now, time is of an essence. Time has been declared. Now, when God fulfills it, time has been declared that you have to come and fulfill your vow when it is made and when it, it, it bring, he brings it to pass. So time becomes of an essence when God fulfills the vow. So you cannot delay. You need to hurry and go and pay your vow. A vow is powerful because it is an unflinching determination and helps us against temptation. Unflinching determination. You are determined. Shabala Makama. And we know determination is worth, worth nothing if it bends before discomfort. Determination is nothing if it bends, if you're giving <clears throat> what you have decided to do, what you have declared to do. If you do the opposite because you experience some discomfort, then Determination is worth nothing. 
even in our own natural sense dealing with each other we support the view that progress is impossible without inflexible determination process is impossible without inflexible determination but beloved i'm reminding you as i present this word unto you that god is not a man <coughs> hallelujah god is not a man why a vow is deep and powerful because god is not a man have you had someone you are in any kind of relationship with make a commitment that's what happened when we are dealing with man but later says well things change so i cannot honor my original agreement well many have made vows not unto god but unto man and did not fulfill that vow and they are living the spiritual consequences of not fulfilling their part of the vow many come into black covenants and speak a vow unto each other and do not fulfill the vow so the spiritually you are bound and you broke the vow so they experience consequences of that vow and this is what makes the marriage vow very deep that when it's it's not handled spiritually as vows are spoken it becomes a burden it becomes a consequence for one to experience god is big on fulfilling vows hallelujah because what god's nature is righteousness and truth so he is big that if you have trusted and believed in him that you have come in within yourself in your senses that he is your last resort unflinching faith that if 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 i if i i i i i vow that god i'm coming to you i'm not looking anywhere else i'm looking at i'm uh, i'm looking at you and i'm saying if you do this for me i will never leave my fellowship and my relationship with you hallelujah that will awaken god it wasn't that he was not paying paying attention but this is an incredible level of faith could you hear me this is what an incredible level of faith that touches god so wow this is unbelievable okay if they strongly and truly believe in me in this level and they are relying on me that i'm their maker i'm their true god that apart from me there's no other god that could do this for them and they are trusting and believing in me let me hurry and do it hallelujah so god will honor that vow and then it is because you will always see god honor his way and so he expects the same of his people so 
When he does it, he expects you to do it too. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. He said, better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. <laughs> why, sh why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams, many words, there is also vanity. But fear God. So do not play with God. Do not say a vow and then retract it and say, oh, I was playing. I was joking. God has already gotten hold of the vow and accepted it and is ready to move. Don't play with God. God is not a man to be, or a toy to be played with. But this revelation is the foundation of any covenant we enter into with God. This revelation about a vow is the foundation of any covenant we enter into with God. He is obligated to do his part if we obey his word and do what his word says. God is obligated to do his part if we obey his word and do what the word says. Let's look at Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 to 20. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 to 20. He said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. And I cannot catch. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said, this book of the law, that's a covenant, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have what? Good success. The outcome has already been determined. The outcome of the covenant has already been determined. So when we come into fellowship and relationship with God, we should come knowing, we should grasp that spiritual understanding that we have entered into a covenant relationship with him. And the outcome has already been determined. The outcome of the covenant has already been determined that if you obey, meditate on the elements of the covenant and do what the covenant says, you are walking in breakthrough. Shabala Maha. I want you to repeat after me. I am walking in breakthrough. I am walking in prosperity. I am walking in my healing. I'm working in my deliverance. I'm working in abundance. I'm working in supernatural provision and supply. I'm working in the abundance of money, abundance of life, 
abundance of all my needs be met because I walk in a covenant relationship with the Father and I obey the elements of the covenant. A vow is an embodiment of two sacrifices. Could you hear what I'm saying? A vow, well, what makes it so powerful? A vow is an embodiment of two sacrifices in one. Two sacrifices in one. This is what it makes, especially when we offer our sacrifice as a worship on a God. Hallelujah. Two sacrifices. And what are the sacrifices? That God, if you do A, B, C for me, hallelujah, I will obey your word and I will give what I'm vowing unto you. So the obeying your word is the first sacrifice. And I will give. So obeying your word is a sacrifice of you worshiping. So you cannot say about you, your, your vow should be set in the confines of your fellowship and relationship with God. So this is not some, this is not a trial and error situation that you go and live like a devil outside the confines of your relationship and fellowship with God. And then you come and make a vow uh, <laughs> expecting God to fulfill it. It is in the confines of our relationship and, 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 our, our, and our fellowship with him when God has held back a minute and trying to test us and we are able to determine that revelation, if we are able to receive revelation, then okay, God is demanding from me a different level of faith. We move into a vow, a different level of faith. We move into a vow within the confines of our fellowship and our relationship with him. Because when Anna received the opposition from Eli the priest, she came at him, saying, no, I'm not drunk. I'm a, 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 a noble woman. I fear God. I'm a noble one. I fear God. But I'm going in hard and deep for God, for God to hear my prayer. You hear me? A typical example is what I'm giving you. When Anna received the opposition from the priest, Elada, what is early in the morning? You are over here in the sanctuary in front of this great, mighty, holy altar, drunk. She said, no, I'm a noble. I fear God to do something like that. So that tells you that she was in relationship with God. Hallelujah. But God had locked her womb God has held back the finances. God has allowed us to go through some uh, uh, trial. It might be a sickness, disease, or infirmity. It might be some type of a lack. It might be uh, our peace being disturbed. It might be some type of an attack. But God has helped us, allowed it to test our faith earlier, to increase our faith in him. To, 
to, to work in that level. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And so it's two sacrifices in one. And I had a revelation about the key of a vow to unlock her breakthrough. Hallelujah. And I believe we can learn from it and apply it too. We can learn from this revelation and apply it to. Let's look at uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6 to 13. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6 to 13. He said, And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, that's a church, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And someone said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O oh Lord God, let your promise be promised to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now, give me wisdom. Knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people. For who, who can judge this great people of yours? Hallelujah. Then God said to Solomon, Because this was your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor of the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I'll give you riches, wealth, and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the light. So Solomon came to Jerusalem from the high place that was a Gibeon from before the tabernacle of meaning, and reigned over Israel. He sacrificed as a worship and requested glory be to the name of the Lord. And God honored. God is what? Righteous and truthful. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 4 verse 8. I'm, 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 I'm describing the power of offering sacrifice as a worship unto God. But here the vow contains two sacrifices. That, that is, I, I, I'm just trying to present how deep and powerful a vow is. And it should not be taken lightly when it's spoken to God. Genesis 4, 1. Now Adam knew Eve's wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again. This time, he said, I have what acquired. He acquired. He asked of. Uh, and this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tilter of the ground. And in the world, this is how powerful God has made your boy from a powerful God has made. We have become a keeper of sheep and a tilter of the ground. Wow, two in one. That's powerful. And in the process of time, it came to pass that. Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. I don't know why you're laughing. And Abel also brought up the first fruit 
of his flock and of their fat. And the law respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, you will not be accepted. And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door. And its desire, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Even after the warning. He was not able to over, 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 rule over the power of sin. This is how powerful a sacrifice as a worship unto God is. And just imagine two sacrifices in one. It's powerful. It's deep. Hallelujah. And God honors the vow and expects us to honor that vow to what we have promised to do. Hallelujah. My personal example I had gone through this strenuous training to become a psychiatric nurse. And um, as brilliant, sharp, smart as I was, I took the board exams first time, did not pass, failed. So what? It woke me up, it shook me up. So I went deep high for God. And I declared a fast. Hallelujah. And then on top of the fast, it was like I received that revelation from Hannah. And on top of the fast, why did God hold back from allowing me to pass that exams? Because I was looking at my prosperity ahead of me. I was looking at what my license as a nurse will end for me a living. But God was looking in the realms of the spirit and was seeing a hold back and was seeing an attack and was seeing opposition. So wanted to divert my spiritual attention because what good would it have made if I passed the exams and living life, but then what was planned spiritually comes to destroy everything. And also God wanted me to entrust this profession into his hands so that he will be the first in every decision that I make. Why? Because maybe God knew there was distraction in this professional field. Maybe God knew I will have been well off and the wealth from this professional field would distract me and pull me away from fellowship and relationship with him. So he had to hold back and, 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 and put in me. The struggle was and the test to pass looking up unto him establish a trust and a deeper trust believe in him going forward faith in him going forward as i practice this profession so i said god in during my three days fast i declare if you cause me 
to pass these exams, my first salary, I will buy choir rope for your church. Glory be to the name of the Lord. My first salary, which means I have committed and already dedicated this profession into the hands of the Lord. And I went into a fast. And even in the fast, God revealed the reason why he wanted me to, I did not pass and wanted me to seek him because there was an attack over my life. Death coming my way, destruction coming my way. And God gave me a revelation and gave me instruction and moved me out of that environment. God is good. Let's say glory, hallelujah. Our God is good and his message endure forever. And as God being good moved me out of the out of that dangerous environment that would have ended my life or put me into destruction, moved me out of that environment. Glory to the name of the Lord. And, and, and I passed the exams. And I paid my vow. I was a ministry I was serving in, in the infancy of uh, in my relationship with God. And I, I, I was so much of a joy, I bought choir rope for the whole entire choir. And they came singing, adorning their choir ropes. And they they had used these robes for a lot. I, I strongly they still have those robes. Beautiful. I remember the color blue and yellow choir robes. My heart was filled with joy. And God has been so good in this line of profession. Achieved and 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 done great things. Because I remember God said. You you be you are the first among all your class, and indeed, so I kept on my relationship with God and serving God. I when I have achieved through this profession, no one in my in my class or many have not achieved it in this profession. God is good, and His mercies endure forever. We thank God. We bless His name. I pray over your life. This hour, I declare and I declare the grace and the message of God unto you. Hallelujah. That God make a way where there's no way for you. Bless you. Any prophecy you have received, any word of God, you are expecting to come into manifestation, excuse me, in your life. I pray God should remember you. God should remember you. Jesus should remember you. The Holy Spirit should remember you in any trial, challenging, difficult time you are experiencing. God should remember you in the name of Jesus. Put laughter in your mouth. Put joy in your heart and shame in the face of your enemies, that they will see the blessing, the grace, the favor, protection, breakthrough of the Lord over your life and will cause them to bow their heads down in shame. 
He said, Thou preparest a table before me. Psalm 23, verse 5. In the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God be with you. It would be a mess of me if I did not introduce Jesus unto you. Do you know Jesus? Whoever is watching me, he is the church that will be is assigned to judge this world. Now, as we die, or in the future, when all comes to an end, there has been destruction that God sends in the land to bring his creation to a different spiritual, different spiritual era. And I wish uh, there was the floods, and I wish is to experience heaven, eternity, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so anyone that dies have to face the judge who is Jesus to determine where their end will be. Because when you die, don't let anyone lie to you. That is not the end of your life. Your spirit and your soul will be standing in front of the judgment seat of Jesus Christ to answer one question. What did you do with the name of Jesus? What did you do with the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. The world will say it is appointed for man to die and there is judgment after death. And this will determine where your final resting place will be, either in heaven with Jesus and the Father or in hell, lake of fire, experiencing torment forever and ever and ever. The lake of fire is meant for Satan and his demons, the place of final destruction for all the havoc they have wrecked in this world, killing, stealing, destruction. Have final place of destruction. Hallelujah. The question is, where would your soul be when you die? Five minutes or a minute from now. Could you sincerely tell me where your soul would be? You say, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know where it will be. You don't have a concrete answer. It is a sure sign that you need Jesus. He's the answer to the world, both spiritual and physical. It said the, the enemy cometh to steal John 10, 10, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance here on earth and life eternal. It said if you call Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, if you confess with your mouth Jesus, that is the Son of God, and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Hallelujah. I want everyone to say this prayer after me. Most especially in these days, many have lost their attention for God through Christ. After the pandemic, we have not seen a, 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 a negative, a, a, an attitude toward the things of God at such a time like this. And it, it is demanding 
that will return us, our heart back to God. He said, Pastor, I'm not being in church. I've walked away and, you know, I'm doing my own thing. This is the time to accept, dedicate, rededicate your life back to Christ. Have him take over your life again. Let a spirit lead and guide you. Everyone say this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are the son of God. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and personal savior. And I will serve you, dear Jesus, for the rest of my life. I declare you saved. If this is the first time you are saying this prayer and you believe in it or if you are dedicating your life back once again to Christ and you believe in this prayer, you are saved. I declare you saved and multitude of angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your soul. For the world lost is for and when one soul is saved on earth, multitude of angels rejoice. Hallelujah. In heaven. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I open the doors of Lightweight Church Online for you to be a member of come into partnership with us. But before I forget, the incredible part of this, uh, of your salvation, is that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want you to take time and read Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 to 15. The Lamb's Book of Life is the book in the heaven that God records the names of those that accept Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior and seek the help of the Holy Spirit to walk in in righteousness, which means under grace, to work under grace, they will experience eternity in heaven. And those that do not do likewise will be in the lake of fire with Satan and his demon, experiencing torment, damnation, and fire for the rest of the generations of life. Which means the lake of fire is not meant for you and I. It's meant for the destruction of Satan and the demon. But he's working hard, winning souls to be part of that place. Glory be to the name of Lord for our salvation today. I open the doors of Lightweight Church Online that you accept partnership with us and receive from us. We are seeking for your sacrifice in any level, form, or same, most especially your sacrifice, financial giving, as a worship unto God. That you, 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 you sacrifice to support the ministry of God through your financial giving. And your sacrifice should be seen or should be perceived as a worship. You are offering your worship unto God because I've spoke about sacrifices a lot, different dimensions of it. And it was all given, it was given, but it was given in the form of a worship unto God for his mercies and his grace and his goodness toward you and I. And that there will be me in my house to take care of my needs 
the word of the Lord says in the Malachi. Hallelujah. Bring all the tithes and offering into my house, that there will be meat in my house to take care of my needs. Where are God? God needs are in the assignment he has entrusted in the hands of his servants and the church to go here into the world and touch needs of people, save souls, heal the sick, deliver the bondage and the captive. Sometimes delivering the bondage and the captive is giving them food to eat, clothes on their back, shelter. All this will take money. And that's why we solicit for your financial contribution. That as we go on the missionary field, as we are internationally in Ghana, not just in the United States, that whatever blessing comes up, you, it will touch your household in diverse forms and shapes. You might be looking for money. You might be looking for financial prosperity or breakthrough. But in the realms of the spirit, God knows that there is death hanging around you. God knows that there is some destruction. There is some crisis coming. That prosperity, money, cannot save you. So as you give sacrificially, financially, as a worship to, uh, to God through life with church of God in Christ, the Holy Spirit will meet you wherever you are in your spiritual life, the Holy Spirit will go and meet you right there at a point of your greatest spiritual need. Hallelujah. Which money or prosperity could not have saved you. God is good. <laughs> and his mercy is enduring forever. We are soliciting for your financial contribution. That you support like which uh, the vision, not my vision, God's vision. I'm just uh, an overseer of God's vision to bring it to manifestation. Hallelujah. Giving sacrificial financially as a worship is giving unto God through like we church of God in Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you. If you are giving financially right now, pray, ask God to lay an amount of a sacrifice. If it doesn't cost you, Anything is not a sacrifice worthy unto God. Do you hear me? If it does not cost you anything. If you are giving today, if your financial giving today do not cost you anything because you are sacrificing, then it's not worthy to God. David said, I will not give anything to God that do not cost me anything which means your best and your finest contribution give one to God. But the Holy Spirit is within you to lay that money amount onto your heart where the Spirit of God will move to bring a testimony, an incredible testimony over your life. Father, everyone that you have given the burden to give sacrificially, financially as a worship unto you, Lord, let your Holy Spirit meet them at the point of their needs. Every need, I want you to wrap a need around your giving. Say, I'm giving whatever amount, but I want God to help me in these areas of my life. You ought to place a need on your giving. 
that's when you see your giving as a sacrificial seed, planting a seed. And every seed has an abundance of harvest. If it's, it's planted in good soil, so that way, church of God in Christ is good soil that will cause your seed to grow, to blossom. Do not be mocked. God is not a man that he will lie. Hallelujah. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It's a give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure, hallelujah. And this is why you have to ask of God how much to give, sacrificially, financially to support lightweight church vision, or lightweight church of God in Christ vision. For the same measure that you met without, it shall be measured to you again. So you are giving is something I, 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 I love what the master prophet Yibena Jordan says. He said, your giving is, is not law, is living your life and it's going to come back to you. Hallelujah. Your giving is not a loss, but it's coming back to you in multiple four, 160. Whatever you met out, it shall be measured back unto you again. God bless you. Father, meet them at the point of their need. Release your abundance of grace, provision, supply, healing, deliverance, protection, breakthrough, open doors, supernatural provision and supply over your people's life as they give, as they be obedient to the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit and give. So shall you bless them. In the name of Jesus. If you are giving, you could also go to our, our, our website. There's a book uh, I've written, Claiming Victory Over Your Giants. Claiming Victory Over Your Giants. You could download that book for free. It's free. Download ebook at lightweightchat.com. It's free of charge. You don't have to pay, pay anything. We have other announcements to let you know that in your partnership with us, most of the benefits, we have the prayer line. Glory be to the name of Lord. Jesus said, for my house shall be a house of prayer. At the sixth hour, when Peter and John were what? It was the sixth or ninth hour, I think ninth hour, were on their way to the temple when they we're using the beautiful gate, the layman who what experienced a great miracle from his paralysis. Glory be to the name of the Lord. My house shall be a house of prayer. We have the prayer line, and the prayer line number is 515-603-5632. 515-603-5632. And the hour. And time is 9 a.m. Pacific time. So whatever part of the world you find yourself or whatever part of the United States time zone you find yourself, just Google what time is 9 a.m. California time in your time. What time is 9 a.m. California time in your time? And come on the prayer line. It's prayer every Monday, Tuesday, 9 a.m. 
Wednesdays we are in our sanctuary praying five to six and then Thursday and Friday 9 a.m. on the prayer line. Come on and, and going hard for God and God will meet you at the point of your needs. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that's uh, God be with you to meet with you again next Sunday. Bye-bye. Right? Your giving look on the stream. Lightweight, dollar sign, lightweight churches, and then test to give. If you are giving look on the stream, all our information, where to give, everything is up there for you. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Test to give. 833-901-2082. Every information you need is on our screen. Where to give, how to contact us, and any means. God be with you. Bye-bye.